and we are back with Press X, a video game podcast where we go over the Nintendo news, the video game news, whatever we want to talk about, and then at the end, we talk about the games we are playing. With me here today is, as always, Mary Stowe, Greg Vargas, and John Frischa. How you guys doing? What, doing? what up? Yeah! No Brett Larson with us. No We're Brett. once again Brettless. Yeah, I was always one Brett. Some say we might be the same person, because you've never seen us in, the, in a room at the same time. <laughs> except this show every now, week. i see separate people in the zoom call but i've never actually seen y'all in the same room together That's yeah true. what if i'm just force projecting another person in front of a webcam i just i just Maybe. imagine you're a growth on his body and yeah like we're in the same room if <laughs> you spin around in a chair that's when you talk and then you spin around again and that's when he talks <laughs> All right. One for, first off, before we get into the news, we got a bevy of news to talk about. But first, announcement time. We have a Discord now. It is called the Press X Podcast Discord. And if you're listening to this on podcast services, which I don't know where else you would be listening to it, you can check the description and find the link to join the Discord at the very top. This is how we're going to be taking listener questions, topics, concerns, all of that stuff. We're going to be taking it from the Discord. We're finally going to get the listeners involved with this show it's been a long overdue <laughs> i don't know why we haven't before but almost almost 100 episodes deep yeah <laughs> didn't do it and now Y'all we're taking to a start stand. A discord yeah, yeah we needed mary to thanks do mary yeah. Te- technology's hard you know we yeah. only talk about video games we don't know how they work again i don't like change <laughs> so when someone said download discord i immediately was like uh, i'd rather use facebook like a 87 year old man <laughs> yeah but all right guys if you want to though definitely join the discord we're going to be talking games all the time i'm trying to train my brain to post anything that's on my mind in that group chat instead of the facebook one like i'm trying to just start sending everything into into the discord i like that because you'll get a lot more hate there than you do on facebook so go ahead and post away brett yeah yeah all right let's get into the first topic of news which is New voice actor for Mario. I don't want to butcher his last name. Mary, do you know how to pronounce it? I mean, I do not. It's probably uh, just Afghani. That's Afghani. what I was going to yeah. say. Um, I didn't know if it was Afghani. It, it could be one or the other. Um, so please Kevin forgive us for, for possibly Afghani. butchering yeah. it. Well, it's not like it's like some random pronunciation, like a fey or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, in, in my native but, language, it's pronounced yeah, a fey. The F is I, silent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this was supposed to be public or like an announcement of any sort. I think that people started digging around the code for the demo or something of the game. And then there was a bunch of speculation. So then Nintendo was just like, you know what, let's just say who it is. And then they just let him like tell the world or whatever. And Nintendo didn't actually, at least as far as my knowledge, make any sort of announcement on their socials or anything about the new voice of Mario. Right. Just he did. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I saw it was just him. Yeah, I I think Nintendo did give like a one sentence confirmation to some outlet that asked about it. It was just like, mm. yeah, this guy's the voice actor. Like one sentence. So sure. as John always says, Nintendo and or any like Japanese corporation nowadays, they don't want the voice actor to outshine the IP. So they're not trying to make it a big deal that there's a new voice of Mario, the, like one of the most popular characters on the planet. Yeah, they don't <laughs> want you to care at all. Yeah, it's, just it's, some it's kind of it's kind of lame. I'm I'm be honest. Like you can't make a tweet. You can't tweet out, no. "Hey, congratulations, Kevin. 
Welcome aboard. And then oh, Charles Martinet. Egg... Some video thing planned though. Maybe like closer to the release of. I mean, like this week for Mario Wander, they could have been like, "Hey, we have this whole thing planned," and then something, like y'all said, just some buzz started happening, digging through the code. Well, They're like, "Okay, we just got to confirm it." You know, it's pretty optimistic yeah. of you to think that. I, I, I just <laughs> this whole thing still no. smells to me. I don't understand. He like the old voice actor said he wasn't retiring. What? Why are we getting a new Mario voice? And he's still around. So like, what is the point of this exactly? It seems too early to me, in my opinion. We've yeah. had this conversation. It's all about control. Nintendo yeah, but... saw the movie came out. There's all these new voices. It, it gave them an opening to just casually slide Martin A to the side. Where everyone knows Martin A. Nintendo doesn't like that everyone knows Martin A because they don't want any one person to matter ever. Miyamoto is a special case because he has to matter. Occasionally, they'll wheel out the Zelda producer or the Mario producer because you kind of have to. But, like, that's the extent of it. They don't want nobody to shine. Never. That's why we don't see it's Doug weird. Bowser any place except for when he says, <laughs> buy the Nintendo Switch family of consoles. That's all yeah. he's allowed to say. So like, Yeah, that's... they immediately got him out of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm glad, though. I hate that guy. Why? Poor Bowser. He's... I just, they never proved that he was a sex pervert. Yeah. <laughs> oh Allegedly. Uh, all right, for first time listeners. Anymore. Now we can make the, the craziest jokes we want. For first well, time that... listeners, there is absolutely no allegation that he's a sex pervert. This is just a tragic, long-running joke that I accidentally created many episodes ago. <laughs> as far as we know, Doug Bowser is a good human being. <laughs> it was funny because you no, said nobody sex knows that. Pervert. Like yeah. specifically a sex pervert, not just yeah. a pervert. Not just the, yeah, no the the sex kind. There's like just, <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no one reason why I dislike him. He's just I don't know. He, he just rubs me the wrong way. He's too corporate. Like uh, that he uh, what was like the Jim event Ryan? That, yeah, he he went to some event. He, I I think he's worse because he went to oh, some man, event. I, I forget what far. it was, and he posted like like all his like kids that were with him were playing on switches and oh, like, they all had... and at he was the airport, like, right? Yeah. Look at the whole family playing Nintendo. <laughs> and I was I like, wow, fucking dry as your wife's vagina. Like what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then, Yeesh. and then, and it was something like PAX or something. I forget Mary. I, I don't remember where they had the like Zelda statue. There was like uh Oh, PAX oh. East, yeah. Was it PAX East? Well, yeah. there's PAX East, and then it was somewhere else, too, I think. And he took the most uh, fucking granddad photos ever of the stuff <laughs> there. Like, I think one was blurry. <laughs> and, like, like, dude, you're... You... But then, but then again, that makes sense. That makes sense now. Because they don't want him, you know, to... to be a person outside of his business role, I guess. And, and they were just like, wow, this is just unrelatable and unremarkable. I don't like you. Yeah. Poor Fuck guy. You. Dang, Greg, I didn't expect you to go on this long tangent about why you hate Doug Bowser. <laughs> and another thing. Yeah. And another. <laughs> He's not that guy who worked at the GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Like, I forgot what we were talking about. It John's arch nemesis. <laughs> That's another throwback that I don't even remember anymore. But no, it's I really like hope... last week. <laughs> oh, last I week. Hope... Okay. I, I listened to that episode. It was really good. I hope that guy just has some random like resentment towards John too, and they're just like <laughs> separately feuding against one another. And we'll never see each other again for the rest of our lives. 
I don't even have a mental image of what the guy looks like. He probably carries a folded folded up picture of you in his pocket. And he's like, <laughs> if I ever see this fucking guy again. Uh, I got her on the explicit. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Kevin F. Afghani, um, he has nothing really on his Behind the Voices or IMDb aside from Genshin Impact, where he played Ask Me for Directions Arnold. <laughs> that's that's who he plays yeah. in the game. So he went from that to one of the biggest characters that has ever been created in the history of humankind. So there we go. <laughs> NBD. And guys, I gotta say, I'm playing through Mario Galaxy, and I'll get I'll get to that later. I think people t- they're they're acting like Charles Martinet didn't do like a very good job as Mario because I'm listening to his wahoos and wahees and I'm like this is actually really good like his little subtle noises he makes throughout the game it's it's more than just wahoo like here there's actually thought <laughs> put behind it that I feel like is going uncredited or can you give just... me an example yeah yeah no I can't <laughs> oh, no because I was trying to think no it was, honestly I was trying to think in my head like what I mean, I can't I like guess. physically bring up my switch and and like play the sound over the mic right now. No, I can't. But no, but I have a theory why they could have chosen someone who was like possibly newer, like to the industry. You know, like like you said, like he doesn't have Cheap. this huge. Ex- okay, no, it <laughs> could be a reason, but that's not what I was thinking. I, think I was thinking one. a little more like if you hired someone for example like i'm just thinking like sean chiplock you know has been he's for bali and uh breath of the wild but like someone like him who has a huge portfolio probably has existing contracts and existing characters that they have to fulfill Mm. nintendo possibly could have been looking for someone a little newer a little more fresher so that they would be the contract we are your sole priority. You're, we are your one and only he project. He has his forever and, job now. Like he yes, is set exactly. for life. And I think Nintendo <laughs> with Mario, you know, that's their boy. They would want somebody who is dedicated to them and only them. Yeah, it seemed like that's what Charles Martinet became, honestly. Um, what, Greg, yeah. John? So some people have noted that like, and I, I don't even necessarily agree with this, but this is merely what some people have observed from the phrasing of his tweet. It's like something like I'm so proud or excited or whatever to announce that I'm the voice of Mario and Luigi and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And some people were wondering why he didn't phrase it as like, why didn't he just say like he's the new voice in general moving forward or whatever? Mm. Like, is this just a one game thing, et cetera? And I mean, like possibly I'm, it could be. a Yeah, test. right. Yeah. Like on one hand, it could be just a one game commitment. Uh, and on the other, it could just be him, like, being, like, reasonably cautious. Because, I mean, with Nintendo, Nintendo That's never really thinking. commits to anyone about yeah. anything. Like, I mean, yeah. they could pull the rug out from under him. They just did it to Martin A. There's no reason yeah. why they can't do it to this guy nobody's ever heard of or cares about. Well, and who's uh, to say they won't use, like, Jesus, clips nobody of- cares about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not Doug Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, and, like, who's to say that they're not going to use like clips of Charles and like future promos? Like, it's I not guaranteed yeah. that like every future Mario and Luigi sound that we hear 
is going to be this new guy kevin like it could mm-hmm. be a mix of both it could be some charles ex- like clips i mean they own those clips yeah. like they can do whatever they want with them especially if they keep remastering old stuff like if if uh if smash got a, a switch 2 port like that, that'll be martinez voice yeah yeah martinez voice is gonna live on forever in this situation to be <laughs> honest like they're gonna continue yeah. porting things continue remastering True. things so he's True. pretty, I mean, freaking Universal already has Super Mario World where he recorded the lines. Like, he is Mario literally Nintendo forever. Nintendo World, yeah. Is that Universal, though, right? Yeah, oh, I, I said Mario I, yeah. World. Yeah, Mario World, yeah. Yes, my bad. You were close. Yeah, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I honestly think that you guys might be onto something. Maybe this isn't our forever Mario. Maybe they're going to try and mix it up in, like, future, like, games that like actually have someone who does more than wahoos and stuff like that um i don't know i'll see chris yeah. pratt chris pratt chris pratt no. speaking them into existence i'm manifesting it, Stop it. <laughs> there's no way they would pay chris pratt his his wages or whatever for, for voice acting in a game mm-hmm. <laughs> like i said they got this kevin guy because he's done one other project and he's probably five dollars an hour so there they go look it's Genshin <laughs> yeah. impact though <laughs> yeah, yeah but what, you know does anybody impact know his character from cheap Genshin voice impact? actors huh does anybody know who that character is or what they no, did no, i haven't played, played it you don't even I haven't know played Genshin in a while <laughs> What was it again? Ask me for anything, Andrew, or something like that? Ask me for directions, Arnold. Arnold. Oh my god. Uh, Like an NPC. Yeah, Yeah, it's a statue. With such characters as Ask Me for Anything, Arnold. (laughs) The new voice of the biggest. (laughs) Also, notice how he's not playing Waluigi or Wario like how Martinet did, so there's obviously another voice actor coming in sooner or later. I mean, or they're just not in this game. Do we know if they're in this game at all? Oh, wait, you're right. Maybe he'll just voice them in whatever game they're in next. <laughs> yeah, like, well, we'll find out. Man, four days from the time we're recording this, Mario Ooh. will be in the world. Oh, I can't yeah. wait for Mario and Spider-Man. I'm hyped for both. Yeah, I've got both coming from Walmart. Speaking yeah, of Walmart, a... they're done selling games. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe soon enough. I mean, honestly, it's looking like that. Actually, we can go to that next topic after John says what he was about to say. No, I don't I didn't think I said what I was going to say. All right, well, uh, there's a rumor that <laughs> that Walmart's going to be dropping physical Xbox games soon as they expand to other media. This comes from a guy from Limited Run tweeted out. Let's read it. I would expect to see this trend. Oh, wait. So he's he's retweeting uh, Digital Bits is reporting Best Buy will stop selling physical media like like Blu-rays and DVDs yeah. and at the end of Q1 2024. Yeah. And then Best Buy confirmed that will be the case for the, like, Which the movies and wild. TV shows. Because mm. it's so, such a big section of the store. <laughs> like, that's you know, surprising. when was the last time you bought like a DVD or Blu-ray? 2006. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it wasn't that bought some VHS movies. <laughs> I've last... I bought the Criterion release of Parasite off the internet, and I still haven't watched it, but I own it. I think the last Blu-ray, I bought Endgame. That was the last. No, I bought uh, uh, Far From Home. So, or no, I mean, uh, No Way Home. So, like, that was the last one. Gotcha. Which wasn't that long ago, but 
Okay, so the guy from Limited Run retweeted and said, I would expect to see this trend continue in 2024. I've heard rumors that Walmart is dropping physical X. I've heard rumblings that Walmart is dropping physical Xbox games soon. And I have to imagine further cuts to physical gaming sections will will be made as we get into deeper next year. So guys, people have talked about this for half a decade now about physical games and will they continue to exist? And I think we're actually starting to see that physical games will not be around in like 10 years unless it's like a special case scenario yeah like it's kind of crazy to think about (laughs) like we're just gonna be down like a part of me is like i don't care digital future i've been buying digital games forever now but another part of me is like it's kind of weird that there's no video physical video games and like there won't be any physical video games like that's so strange to think about be very bad for preservation Oh yeah, at least at least for individual preservation. <laughs> What's that? What? I was there's like a point where like they were like the death of all bookstores. Nobody's buying physical books anymore, and Barnes and Noble managed to like not go bankrupt because didn't they actually file for bankruptcy? And then I people pulled so. them out of it. I don't know. I I mean I, I know it was like a it was quite a, a while ago. ago. But yeah, mm. like. Books I'm wondering are if big now. So are they doing okay? What? Barnes and Noble, like are they, are they like thriving still or what? Yeah, my to read pile speaks volumes that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're doing just fine. It kind of reminds me of like how records, like vinyl records, died and then CDs took over and then CDs died and vinyls took over. That's still physical That's media absurd. though. Yeah, there's it's like so five like five big record shops near me and they always have new releases they get you know limited releases and there's this one guy that owns two shops actually three shops one in like texas somewhere one here and then one in a neighboring state and like he'll get like guys that are like asking for specific releases that'll shuffle between the stores and they're paying you know pretty penny sometimes for some of these limited cuts of vinyl and even i buy you know, when, when they're up for grabs on like, um, you know, some of the artists that I listen to do limited releases, but I, I, so, it, it, I just get mad though, because even so like, okay, stupid movie. I, I like this movie, Warriors of Virtue. It's like a kid nineties movie about kangaroos that do fucking martial arts in the air and stuff like what? old school. Yeah. It just sounds like you made it up. <laughs> no, it's totally real. So Warriors I tried to find virtue and it's like a Kung Fu kangaroo movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I like so tried made to find up. it, but there was no distributor for it and it, nobody sells it anymore. I and it's not that. sold anywhere, <laughs> but I had to order like a Chinese copy and like, that was like a dual disc with like Willow. <laughs> but, but like i i don't want to see that happen where like you that like no like nobody like say a you know game comes out and there's you know no no limited run there's no retro bit no one's releasing a physical form of the game great and and nobody has it digitally so then where do you get it at yeah this actually scares me because unless you have like a really powerful pc that can emulate everything that is that's from the past you're pretty much screwed because I've been in this situation plenty of times all like in the past few years because I don't buy physical games unless it's something old that I can't buy digitally anymore because of licenses expiring. 
For example, mm. I wanted to play The Amazing Spider-Man 2, the video game that's only from 2014 or 15. And it was in no digital storefronts at all. Actually, none of Activision's Marvel games are. The whole catalog of Marvel games that Activision published are just completely gone for console gamers in terms of digital. You can only play them if you find a physical copy, which of course have skyrocketed in price. I paid $70 for Amazing Spider-Man 2 on, on Xbox One. And I ended up beating it and returning it. But still, it's um, <laughs> it's crazy out there. So now knowing that like every game that has a license that expires like in 10 years or whatever, if you don't buy it and it's saved to your account and you have it, if you don't buy it in that window that it's available, you're pretty much screwed unless you become like a pirating PC player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yar. Yeah, and it kind of sucks that we'll probably reach a point where it's just, like, totally up to, like, noble pirates to, like, preserve all of game history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone's doing That's it. That's pretty lame. You gotta, you gotta assume someone's doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah even somebody, like, yeah. Actually, the just... ESRB does it, don't they? Don't they have, a, like, every single physical game ever? I don't know. Do they? That's what I, I heard. Know, like, I know there is groups that are trying to, like, preserve video games, even if it is, like, digital copies that you can use as, like, a I guess like a quote unquote legal form of emulation. Like this is like the official archived, you know, one. Yeah, I know the United like, States has one, don't they? The digital archive. Uh, a, I need to look into that more. There's there's a archive.org, which I think despite appearances, I don't think that's like an official like anything. Oh. That's, just, that's just a thing that's existed forever and is extremely useful. And it, I'm would, be of a, the... it would be a total nightmare scenario if it disappeared. I'm thinking of the Library of Congress. They adopt mm. like certain digital media. Right. Or, I think Doom was one of them or something at some point. Yeah. Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They do stuff like that on occasion. Yeah. But I think there's just groups that are working at trying to. I want to say the completionist is part of some org that's like yeah. working. Mm, to that sounds right. Try and get. Yeah. He did that, that's, that that's Wii a... U thing where he bought every yeah. single digital yeah. game. That's what I'm saying. And like, donated it. <laughs> Yeah, but I think I don't know if it's like the video game history museum. Like it's I love I know, that. I didn't want to read this more for next week because yeah. it is something like I'm very interested in. Because I mean, emulation like it comes with pros and cons. You know, I mean, there's people out there who upload like sketchy versions that might just crash your computer or whatever. You know, so it would be nice to have like a that's why I say quote unquote legal copy to emulate. You know, it's safe for everybody to download and use. <laughs> Now, technically, like, I, I mean, this could be wrong because I know it's, like, for films and stuff, but, like, after 100 years, doesn't the company who created the thing not even technically own the rights to it anymore? So they could public be distributed. Domain. Yeah, like, they become public uh, a, a domain, so they could be distributed completely legally in, like, 20 or, yeah, 2120 or something like that. <laughs> After we're like, dead. Well, yeah, we'll be dead, but at least well, like it'll be able to. I think it varies by IP, doesn't it? Like Winnie the Pooh, the whole Winnie the Pooh thing. Yeah. 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 So the laws I think have changed a couple times over the years, and I think part of it was like Disney like lobbying to Congress to make mm-hmm. it longer so they wouldn't lose Mickey and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, I guess it looks like seventy years is like the normal mm. pace. So we for might be alive, you guys. Domain. We just got to make it to 99 or something. I don't know. And then we can play uh-huh. Super Mario Brothers however we want. Yeah. Only the first one. <laughs> just the first one from 1988. I don't know. 
It's like really 84. Bad, yeah. 84. Yeah, um, but like even even like physical discs comes like there's you know, you get things like disc rot. So like yeah. over time the in in the like not the outside of the disc, but the inside of it starts to deteriorate and rot away. So then it becomes unplayable. And like I've seen it happen to people that especially live in um places with a lot of humidity. I mean, there's even like even getting rust off of connector pins off carts and stuff is is sometimes tough. You have to sometimes do some soldering, you know, get some uh, metal brush scrubbers to to remove some of the rust and build up. It's ugh, I hate it. It's interesting because with the future of games, they're getting more and more easy to have to get. But at the same time, like I said, licenses expiring is going to be like a nightmare scenario. Like the mm-hmm. Avengers game that, that came out like, wh- how long ago was that? Marvel's Avengers that just came out from Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix is already gone forever on digital <laughs> stores. How old is it? That game's like four years old. Something like that. Uh, came out in What's 2020. That? 2020, it's gone. It is literally gone from existence September on digital 2020. stores. So, oh, so that's crazy to think about. And then if you didn't like buy it or have it physically, you're screwed. You can never play a game that's like a part of history. Like it's, and that's like a big game despite the reception. It's still a massive game. So, I don't yeah, know. wasn't the Xbox one that you just talked about in a video recently? The campaign that went away. Oh, oh, this is a this is a weird scenario because this truly baffles me. But Crossfire X, I've talked about it before. Developed by Remedy, famous for Alan Wake, Quantum Break, Control. They developed the campaign portion of Crossfire X. It was an Xbox exclusive, literally didn't even come out on PC. Truly Xbox exclusive that came out last year. One year one year ago. And it was removed from digital stores. And this is the crazy part. If you bought the campaign, they remove it from your library. You don't own it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time that's ever happened that's amazing. That, I, that i know about i didn't it's know just, you could do that yeah uh, it's not, like it's like that game is literally gone forever the only way you're playing that game is actually you're not <laughs> you're, you're not playing that game unless you no, because if you bought it, you're not playing it well, you can't take it off the them. internet forever like unless someone got the xbox one like the xbox version ported to a pc and then emulated an xbox one and was able to keep the download i'm sure someone did but that game's pretty much gone like you're like you're never gonna play it if you're interested in it it's gone forever and it's crazy to think that that was a remedy like crystal dynamics avengers game these aren't just some small studios that no one cares about these are heavy hitters even though the games aren't received great doesn't mean they shouldn't exist that they should cease to exist entirely (laughs) Like there are tons of six out of five or six out of tens that I love personally. And yeah, it's just crazy. The future is digital is what you're telling me. Yep. It's scary. I think I, I think I changed from, I think I'm a physical guy now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Prove maybe, it. Maybe um, ownership matters, guys. <laughs> starting to feel like it matters. Whoa. Wild. So, yeah. so this is other Brett impersonating other Brett. What is yeah. going on here? Now let me just spin Action. around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, then he's right there. 
Mr. Lost. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. He does sound like this. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Guys. I love PlayStation. <laughs> I'm listen, I'm a pony, but you have to admit that Spider-Man is the best game of the year. I know I'm a pony, but you gotta admit it. <laughs> Yeah, he all, does kind of sound like that. All along, <laughs> Brett has been Mo Sislak. What? Brett has been Mo Sislak from The Simpsons. Oh, is that who it sounds oh, like? Yeah. Never seen an episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, you never seen horrible. The Simpsons? You boner. Uh, yeah. Did, did Mary miss that? I think she might have. Clearly, yeah. I've never, just... I've never seen a full episode of The Simpsons. That's uh, a lot. Okay. I saw the movie though, like three times in theaters. Not even lying. Not That's even funny. lying. That's funny. I saw it twice old the day out. <laughs> but uh, to, to kind of bring these things full circle, I uh, even though I'm done having a job because jobs are for suckers. I actually mm-hmm. I wrote uh, I wrote an article that's probably going to publish at the Escape as soon. It's just like a random freelance thing about uh, physical games media and how to keep it alive. And I said it should oh, go nice. the route of K-pop. Now, as we discussed before, Music videos, the no. like the industry in general, synchronized so, dance. Yes, <laughs> all of the games should dance. All the executives should <laughs> dance, holding dance. the games. They all have like specialized dance to like every song. I just never yeah. get tired of it either. <laughs> So, uh, where was I even going with this after that? Okay, so as we were saying before, like CDs are like basically like almost dead in the US. And I looked up some of the numbers on that as I was writing. Uh, Greg's having a fit. Uh, so <laughs> CDs they peaked, I think, in like 20, 2000, I think, is when CD sales peaked, I think. And mm. in 2022, they dropped by 95% of that number, <laughs> so they're at five percent of what they were in 2000. Now, meanwhile, in Korea, album sales, physical album sales keep going up because K-pop is that massively popular. Um, A brand new boy group debuted this year. Their first day sales beat the first week sales of Taylor Swift's most recent album. Her, I think it was her, was it her 1989 re-release? It was one of those re-releases. This brand new K-pop group beat Taylor Swift in one day. Uh, But anyway. That's wild. Yeah. And this is not like an extremely unusual occurrence. The most popular groups are all selling over a million albums now. Like, that's just how it is. And in 2022, I think they sold around 80 million albums total in Jesus. Korea. Yeah. Wow. This is this is a country of, I think, 50 million people. And they sold 80 million physical K-pop albums. So that means, like, <laughs> everyone bought, like, like, the attach rate is out of this world. <laughs> yeah and i mean obviously some of these are selling overseas like that's another significant part like yeah. japan is a big buyer of k-pop albums and then like after japan i think is the u.s and then of course like all of southeast asia probably adds up to like much more than than the u.s uh, but anyway all of that rambling to get to one of the reasons why K-pop albums sell, whereas regular CDs don't, is because you're not just buying a CD. It's like a whole experience that you're buying. So like, and it costs more too. So like you open a K-pop album and you get like 
a photo book that's like 40 to 70 pages of the idols. And even if it's just like a soloist, you're getting at least 40 pages of pictures of that soloist and like different outfits. Maybe they did their hair a different way. They take pictures in different settings and it's a whole photo book. And then you'll get like photo cards and there's collectible photo cards and they're randomized too. So you can't even get them all in one album. So you might want to oh, buy so more you than have one to copy. Ah. Well, like Pokemon. Uh, they started in some cases selling the cards separately as well. That's new information right. to me. Um, but but no, yeah, they totally incentivize buying multiple albums. They might sell different versions of the album where it's not like Pokemon where like the contents of like the thing are different. It's the same CD, but the packaging is different and you might get different extras with the <clears> packaging. <throat> so they apply the Pokemon gimmick to the packaging and not to like the actual like music. It's like deviously brilliant. So the most popular groups will sell you like three versions of an album, not even two. They'll go to three. It's wild. And a lot of this is stuff that you could do in video games. Like if um, oh, one more important thing I neglected to mention, most K-pop albums are like half the size of actual like uh, Western albums. They call them mini albums. Yeah, it's it. ridiculous. It's absurd. It'll be it's like five, it's EPs. Yeah, it'll be like four to six songs. Right. Yeah, they are literally EPs most of the time, like four to six songs. And the kicker is you're paying more for it on average than a regular CD in the West because of all the extra stuff that comes with it. So you're paying like on average, maybe twenty five to forty dollars for one K-pop album that might have six songs if you're lucky. And this is the things that people are eager to buy. <laughs> Okay, why? Then, uh, I but have why? <clears throat> I'm getting to that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, so you know how you're saying like it comes with all this extra stuff, and that's why they buy it. It's not necessarily yeah. for the disc or the record, whatever it is. It's yeah. because it comes with all the extra things. Yeah. With video games, what if like discs have no purpose in 15 years? Like the PS5 uh, optional disc isn't a big hit, and everyone doesn't care. So. They stop producing like PS5s that even have like a disc option. When we sell video games, is it going to be like a disc still that just doesn't do anything? It's just a disc to have like a physical something, or is it like, like <laughs> you, you know could. what I mean? Because well, I mean, when you think about it, those discs that the K-pop people are getting, they're not using them to actually play music. Like mm -hmm. they could just listen to it on YouTube or Spotify, but they like having right. the physical aspect of it, even though there's yeah. nothing useful really to do with it i don't know i i burn the cds to my laptop <laughs> mm. i'm so 2000 You're still burning cds yeah. what is this all those uh, important hard drives that you have on your laptop <laughs> k-pop music i i buy most of it digital these days but my favorite favorite groups i still i still I can't buy believe them you still physically. buy music and you don't just subscribe to spotify i will never <laughs> subscribe to spotify in my life that would be insane Completely i couldn't live without absurd. it now yeah, yeah. I, it'd be too hard now to live without it. Yeah, but see, like but even I like, yeah. even I have Spotify, but I still I'll do like um like Mikazuki Big Wave, one of the artists I listened to did like a um like a multiple like she did like a they did like a um cassette release and a vinyl <laughs> release and the cassette sold out before the vinyl did. Yeah, it's crazy. The hipster mentality has become really strong. Yeah, it's <laughs> like back. So so. so so do you think that like physical games could be a big thing, even if there's nothing to put the physical game in? Um. Yes. So I mean, yeah. All so the I figures mean, I have say yes. Yeah. That and the Leon example, up there. <laughs> yeah. 
That's cool. He's up there. So, well, oh, sorry. The, <laughs> the example I gave in my article that is not out yet is uh, the, as I mentioned the other week, the the Fire Emblem, uh, the NES Special Edition for the Switch. Yeah. Where it was a $6 eShop download, but I spent $50 for the collector's edition <laughs> for this game I didn't even care about because the contents of the thing were so amazing and nostalgic yeah. and spoke directly to me. So you're and saying for that was a download succeed, code game. They have to do like a good job of like packaging like together something that's actually useful and as crazy like. as that is, yes. <laughs> yeah. So the that that was power posters right there. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. I mean, this yes. is sort of like the whole, like, you know how Xbox does, like, the pay money and then get early access to the game, even though it's going to be on Game Pass? Mm -hmm. The whole draw to that, for me, is literally the bonus stuff you're getting. It's, like, playing early is just the bonus, but then the stuff that you get outside of that, like, I played Starfield early, but the reason why I really paid for early access was because now I'm set for future content. I got, like, a soundtrack or whatever, like... All, the, all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? So this could, it's sort of like the same thing, except it's like a physical version of that. Like you're <laughs> yeah. getting like stuff that's more additive to the experience and not but see, like, uh, right? I but there's like there's a there's a point there though. Like I I like there there's got to be some change to the whatever the model is to offer something that entices people that don't normally buy early access release. Like I don't give a shit about a skin. I don't care about yeah. a gun skin or a gold pistol. Like I want something that's going to be worth <laughs> it for me. Care. But I mean that I feel like that's like a dated practice. Even even gun skins or whatever skins yeah, that like they're offering. The Spider Man, uh, like you pay ten extra dollars, they it, they literally give you more Spider Man suits, and I'm like, that's not good <laughs> enough for me. Uh, I'm trying to like, think what well, would like incentivize me, like. I mean, some franchises, like, I commit to the season pass ahead of time just to save money on, like, the DLC in the long run. I'm like, I guess if they included, like, early access with, like, their season pass. I don't know if they're doing it now. I haven't bought a season pass for yeah. something in a while. But, like, mm -hmm. like for single-player games, I'm not talking about, like, a Fortnite battle pass sort of, sort of thing. Um, like, it's like you just spend the $20 up front and you're guaranteed every single piece of DLC they release at a later date. Because I'm like, mm -hmm. if it's we, I know it's gonna be story a story based DLC at some point. I'm gonna want it. So. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, but then what happens out. when they offer the story DLC as part of like this bonus package that you buy when the game first comes out or a pre order bonus, and then for an extra five dollars you can play the upcoming DLC earlier than everybody else. I mean, it's just gonna like nickel yeah. and dime everybody to hell. Yeah. There's very few games I would care about actually playing early. <laughs> like, if if they said, Brett, Resident Evil 4 is coming out, you could pay $70. Oh, wait, is that? Theirs is actually still 60 Capcom's yeah. one of the few. But you pay $60 for the digital version. Or if you pay $80, we'll give you a Leon statue and an Umbrella uh, Corporation pen and we'll we'll package it together. We'll send it to you, and we'll just give you a code for the game. I'd be all over that. If I pay twenty more dollars, I get just something like that, and it's still digital, so I don't have to worry about the disc and putting it in things and sticking in things. It better and... be a good quality <laughs> statue. Yeah, I'm just saying, like that's what would get me as like a person who doesn't ever really buy any swag. But if it's like a big thing that I'm looking forward to, like 
like Persona Three, uh, uh, the remake that's that's coming up. If they said you can get like a statue and like there was, I don't know. Oh, was there? Yeah. <laughs> but like, if it wasn't a crazy amount of money, which Very is what they it. usually are. If if it was like it? twenty, thirty more dollars. <laughs> That's what well, I'm saying. I'm the person that, like, if I see a fancy collector's edition, I'm like, yes, I'm spending the extra money. Yeah, but it's like, physical. Like, that's the worst part yeah. is the disc is the thing. And that's what I don't like. I do it for all the wrong reasons. I just I want have a... Pretty... I'm, yeah, I'm oh. stupid. I just want a statue to clutter my shelves more. Okay, so... Yeah, I want the statue and not open it. <laughs> In my article, I think I took the middle path between Mary and Brett here because I basically envisioned a future where, number one, for physical to stick around, it can't just be doing okay. Like, it has to actually offer a financial incentive for the companies to keep doing it. But at the same time, most people don't want to spend $300 to get the statue. Exactly. They want something that's cool, but they don't want to spend huge money, and not everybody wants a statue in general. Maybe they don't yeah. have space, maybe they just don't want a statue. So what I was thinking was like a nearish future, let's say 10, I don't know, five, seven to 10 years from now, let's say, all video game releases, the standard edition is the collector's edition. Just like in the K-pop world, where most of the time, the special release just is the release. And let's say that they price it at like a hundred dollars or maybe a little more again, like seven, seven to 10 years from now, hundred dollar games. They're all a hundred dollars. They're all special editions. And then I think if we could, if every freaking game from like Mario, final fantasy, even call of duty, if you gave it that fire emblem 30th anniversary treatment for each one of those, I think there will always be a market if you create it for the person that wants to play that game and wants that kind of experience. Um, and I think that's how you keep the industry alive. Just turn physical yep. into like a special market unto itself that feels more special than just downloading a game. Yeah. I mean, my thing like, is that, oh, sorry, Mike. As something that I just realized, like this is only applying to like Xbox and PS5 games where the disc you just download the game from the disc it doesn't even play it from the disc anymore which right. i think is the stupidest thing ever however nintendo switch still plays the game from its cartridge right. like yeah, yeah. I, th I think the know. problem with the, the the more powerful consoles is that they literally can't run it from the disc because it's not fast enough you're telling me you have all that power i spend 500 dollars on a console and it can't read a disc well it's uh, the <laughs> ssd is well, faster than reading from a disc you know like you, or the hard drive even what do you guys think about that because then at that point, if there's no PS5, Xbox games in the store, and Nintendo has an entire electronic section dedicated to their brand, I wonder if they're yeah. going to just, they're going to like boost their I market share just by having more real estate in a store. Just because Maybe. think about Definitely. the thing about the, the non-gamers who go into retail stores and are like, okay, I'm looking for something for like my family member who likes video games mm. and all of a sudden they're just flooded with nintendo products it's yeah, gonna be a huge right. step like i mean the playstation and the xbox section is gonna be accessories it's gonna be like you know just the controllers, controllers. the headsets yeah. very that's a very small section compared to what nintendo can do with like the big shelves that has every single game laid out mm. in front of them so and they always I have mean, some sort of like gondola like... wrap too. Like it's all bright red. It's all they have yeah. the display section. Xbox, I don't ever see Xbox displays or PS5 displays anymore, but Nintendo sure shit does. Mm -hmm. I still see 
all of them typically, but it's been a while since I went to Best Buy. But it seems like Nintendo is out of all the companies, they're completely they're they're leaning in on digital, but they know that they still have a physical games market like that's out this world like successful. So I don't think they're going to be rushing to do digital only anytime soon, but I think they will keep on emphasizing, hey, these 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 coupons, you 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 buy one of these and you get two games for cheaper. Like I think I think yeah. they're going to keep doing that, but I don't think they're going to be like exiting the market like how yeah. Xbox has essentially but, done. As much as I hate GameStop, was that due to stores like GameStop where die hopefully? <laughs> <laughs> me and john are like we hate gamestop i like but, gamestop <laughs> they have like, nothing useful to me at all store, they don't sell any retro games it's just, just gonna like be pre-owned sections of old physical games like they're not gonna have new copies of stuff except for nintendo yeah mm-hmm. oh, speaking of I just that, can't imagine um, that i saw my old i used to um do socials for this guy he was at a gamestop recently and the whole Mario Wonder game is playable. Like it's, it's not a demo. It's just the whole game is, is at the kiosk, and you could just play it the entire like the entirety of it, which I think is <laughs> funny. So random. Yeah, Nintendo. I'm surprised yeah, Nintendo was all right with that. I wonder if that'll continue to happen since like this voice actor was outed by somebody hacking. Wasn't it the display? Or was it not the so. display? Yeah, I think it was like data mining a like a yeah the demo. We do it to ourselves. <laughs> Nintendo's gonna stop giving GameStop shit. Like, yeah, yeah. God. Nintendo's a mystery. Can we just all agree that we don't know what they're doing? We don't know what's next. There was another rumor apparently about the next Switch not being backwards compatible, but I didn't put it in the, the yeah, list. I mean, it's whatever. It's some new nonsense every week. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Let's let's actually move on to the next main topic. We've been talking about this for a while. Um, no more Pokemon Van Gogh cards because people were probably rioting. I haven't even suck. read the news story yet. Uh, it was just updated to like the Van Gogh Museum like store. Um, I just saw a screenshot like of the statement saying like they take safety of like their security, their visitors, and their staff like very seriously. Um due to like small group of individuals has created an undesirable situation that has led us to take the difficult decision to remove the Pikachu with gray felt hat promo card from the museum. So you can still go see the paintings. Like there's still like the display things, but you cannot get like the cards or any of the memorabilia anymore, which really sucks that people have ruined this. <laughs> mm-hmm. We agree just people. We suck. Yeah. We're bad at, we're bad at being people. Yeah, well, like, I was thinking about, like, back when, like, I was a kid, like, going to see, like, the Pokemon movie for the first time and getting, like, that ancient Mew card. I still have that, and it's one of the only cards I have in a plastic sleeve, but, like, I'm thinking about not just, like, adults like us who grew up with Pokemon have Pokemon collections still enjoy, but I'm thinking about, like, people now going with their families and, like, this was gonna be, like, a nice little keepsake, you know, to remember a, an outing with like a family to go see this cool display and i'm assuming that collectors got panicky because of how scalpers were re- reacting to it and it was just like a domino effect of people just panicking that they weren't going to get this card so mm. i hate it yeah. here 
But yeah, people stop being crazy about Pokemon cards. Calm down, relax. It's just Pokemon. No, right. just scalpers in general. But yeah, yeah. let's scalp for the scalpers. But they even have like bots now that like auto buy. They like I've there's like even when GPUs were like just releasing like some of the recent ones, you pay into this collective that has software that auto buys x amount of cards and then you get one from the amount that they auto purchased them from it's just it's just i just hate it the the direction that we're going in because that's going to happen the same thing with all the the used physical media too that stuff's going to skyrocket in price yeah no one's going to be able to find it yeah like i see it like i mean with like limited run like the analog pocket stuff like scalpers just get in there with their bots or whatever they start buying up stuff and it's not even in their hands yet and they have like $500 listings on eBay like yeah. you know yeah but new, we're gonna look at, let's uh, move on to the next topic um, <clears throat> Omni-Man oh no no I skipped one the N64 by Analog 3D wait by Analog they're creating a like a new N64 coming yeah, in 2024. Speaking of analog pocket. <laughs> so when I first saw this this morning, I was still kind of half awake because I slept in and I got excited because I thought it was going to be like for a DS, 3DS oh. player. Ooh. And then I found it was That'd an N64 awesome. and I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so If they created like a 3DS that like up-resed all the games to look like it's like amazing... I'd be buying that for sure. I want to be able to stream 3DS games. Those emulators are kind of crappy. Yeah. So yeah. I want to be able to play them not like this because my hands are old now and I can't hold <laughs> tiny 3DS anymore. I remember listening to, like, this was back when the 3DS came out, like 2013 or something. I was listening to IGN's Nintendo podcast and they, like, they were all sitting around a TV talking about how they're currently playing super mario brothers 2 or new super mario brothers 2 on the tv with like an attachment that they had for their 3ds that they got from nintendo and i was like i'm so damn jealous i wish i could play my 3ds on the tv that'd be that'd be so awesome and futuristic and then the switch became a thing so it was it was it was, it was coming <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah sorry that was random this is cool i just read on the website that like it's compatible with all the region like uh usa european and gp cartridges so that's cool yeah the controller looks like those like the retro bit ones and the other ones that came out too that's it's like a rounded like standard controller versus like the without the middle grip so i kind of dig that though the design looks clean it looks like a switch pro controller a little bit yeah i'm looking at that button layout and i was now i'm like that's interesting like but the a and b button are yeah they're like down the little ways how i feel about that yeah i'm just gonna play my real nintendo 64 or just play the switch online in 64 games i'm not touching this yeah i'm not a fan of this ultra expensive ways to play things from like 20 30 years ago i don't know that analog <laughs> pocket it looks pretty clean and yeah it, no, uh, yeah. Vouch it for does it. look like, super what nice but it's like 1440 yeah. three inch screen what if this puts so out crisp. just like some crazy like what if the display is just nuts or something i mean it's gonna be 4k games yeah 
So I think it's a it's mm. a good solution. I think if you are someone who has like a collection, like your N64 is finally on its last leg, and you're just like, I don't know how I'm gonna repair this. It's gonna be super costly to repair it, you know. Um, or but, you like, just want to not play your 64 that you have and play it on this instead. Yeah. And like content creators, like for like game capture yeah. purposes. Uh, uh, now we're talking ourselves into it, guys. So let's calm down. We all decided we're not getting it. Let's is this on. other Brett? Other Brett, get out of here. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, I was like, now I slowly <laughs> am talking myself into it. Do it. But it's going to be expensive. How, how much do we think it's going to be? 350. I'd say 400. I was gonna say four, yeah. I almost and said five, really? but I was like, could it be really five? I don't think but I'm thinking four. Five. I think like with controller with like a full like the full package, I think will be four. Jeez. You know, I'm gonna try and get one. I don't normally and we'll see what happens. Next up on the topics, the first look at Omni Man in Mortal Kombat One. Did anyone here watch Invincible? No? no, but I, I read like the, the whole first comic. three episodes. Okay, that's right, John. You you watched, I mean, you read the comic, so you at least know who he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a little surprised to see them sort of spoil big moments from the show, like in the fatalities of this trailer. Like, I guess you don't really have context, but no. it's such a huge part of the story and in, in, in the actual show that it's kind of like, I don't know. Not as impactful yeah. if you saw this and then watched the show. At least I think. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. He looks <laughs> awesome though, and I love that he's being voiced by J.K. Simmons. Like that is, is he? Yeah. I mean, okay, I was wondering I about just that. Like him. Okay. See, when I heard it, I thought it didn't sound like him, but I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you're right. It just didn't sound like him. Yeah, it's when him. I when I watched it. I don't know. I mean, it is weird because it's a weird role for him omni-man in general for jk simmons mm. like i wouldn't have expected him to be like this superhero guy in a in like an animated show <laughs> like uh considering the character he is i can see it yeah but yeah mary have you ever watched the show or, or read the comic oh i th i think you would love it like i really do you gotta you gotta watch it I actually just watched the uh, new animated movie that came out in between th this season and the next one that starts or, like recently or soon. Um, but yeah, he looks awesome, but too, too spoiler for me. Too spoilery. Next up, Pete Hines is retiring from Bethesda because he's been the face of the company for quite a long time now. And this is a pretty big deal. But it's, it's so I he's say, like, who? You don't, know, you don't know who Pete Hines is? I know of him. Okay, good enough. <laughs> He's been there for 24 years. He decided that his time at Bethesda Softworks has come to an end. I'm retiring, and I will begin an exciting new chapter of my life, exploring interests and passions, donating my time where I can, and taking more time to enjoy life. This is not a decision I came to easily or quickly, but after an amazing career culminating into the incredible launch of Starfield, it feels like the time is right. That's mm. awesome. I wonder if you got the golden handshake. The what? The golden handshake. You know, a deal Does... he could have ref refused and kind of forced into retirement. And like, eh, like maybe Charles we don't Martin need you after all. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder that too, especially with the merger that just happened. You know, I wonder if that's, they're cutting some fat around there, but. Oh, you said merger. 
thought he said murder. Doug Bowser, sex pervert. Pete Hines, murderer. murderer. <laughs> Serial killer. So yeah. Uh, that's... Who can say who's worse? Wishing him the best. Uh, <laughs> hope he has a good time being retired and filthy rich. So let's go yeah, right. on to the next topic. The actor. I don't know if this was a part of, of last week's thing. That's why I added it as like a question mark. I think I can it remember if it was closed. Okay. Yeah, so I don't remember. In between the last episode and this one, the Xbox and Activision deal finally closed after two years of dealing with that and all the drama surrounding it. It's finally oh. over. And yeah, really that long? Two years? Microsoft like six months. Quite a while <laughs> yeah, it was ago. <laughs> Microsoft now owns the rights to popular franchises like Tony Hawk, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, StarCraft, and Call of Duty, and more, obviously. Um, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro. Lots of iconic PlayStation characters in there that now Xbox owns. (laughs) Very interesting. uh, Yeah, so this is a pretty big deal. I think it's, I mean, we've already, like, we're going to know some things that are already happening, which is Call of Duty is coming to Nintendo platforms at some point we just don't yeah, know right. when or what platform necessarily with they said parody yeah with full parody as the other versions so <laughs> i don't know how that's gonna happen on switch but i guess we'll have to wait and see it'll use the graphics <laughs> of that uh what's it called the battle bit remastered or whatever yeah that... it'll look like a block game yeah <laughs> look like roblox <laughs> Hey, don't 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 talk trash. Roblox has some Call of Duty looking games now, like real yeah. graphics games. It but, just uh, launched on PS5, and apparently it's like the number three game behind like Minecraft and Fortnite. Dude, geez. like it's insane money. What I don't understand is why like Xbox has had literally the biggest ex- exclusive on the planet for the past like 10 years with Roblox, and they never talked about it or marketed it. And now that it's on <laughs> PS5, people are acting like it's like the first time it's been on console because Sony knows what they have, unlike Xbox. Like, what are you doing, Microsoft? Tell people that Roblox is on Xbox. That you should have a post about that every week. What are you doing over there? My God. But yeah, yeah now it's 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 on everything. So there, it's I'm sure it's blowing up on, on PlayStation right now. But uh yeah, the, the deal closed. I'm pretty excited about this because I'm getting all, a lot of these games are going to be on Game Pass, and I'm a big Game Pass fan. Um, Call of Duty starting either next year or the year after should be should be dropping on Game Pass every single year. Thank God, Greg, are you excited for that? Because you you yes. always you were always one to say like I really want to play with you guys, but I don't want to spend seventy dollars. So now you're finally going to play with us. <laughs> yeah, and see, like that's a you know that's a big bonus for me occasionally i'll purchase the call of duty but not to the point where it's every year that that's too excessive for me but if it's available on game pass and i'll probably end up putting it in my rotation of games i just don't like i'm still playing it when a new one's coming out and i don't want to spend another you know 60 70 bucks to get another call of duty that's practically the same thing but i did play the beta a bit so i liked it nice but uh, yeah, this is going to be pretty interesting as we see games rolling out. I made a TikTok today talking about, I think this should make a gun sequel. Do you guys remember Gun, the Western game? It's kind of like Red Dead style. Um, familiar. I want a sequel to that. I actually loved that game as a kid. And also bring back True Crime. You know, there's not very many GTA competitors. Like no one's trying. Bring back True Crime and then there's see no how Saints it does. Row. 
Yeah, there's no Saints Row. <laughs> One hasn't been out in over a decade. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh... No, but <clears throat> that was pretend, pretend that reboot didn't exist. Well, I mean, but that's yeah. what the studio did. They ceased to exist. <laughs> that's true. God, I forgot about that. Rest in peace. Yeah. Volition? Wasn't yep. right? Mm. And then I brought up another. Oh, yeah, they should bring back Prototype. I haven't played the other ones, but I know a lot of people love that series. But mm. um, And then Singularity. I always hear people talk about that game, and that's an IP that Xbox owns now, so they should bring back... Actually, at least... At least redo these licenses and get these older games on game pass like what do you like activision has the publishing rights to so many marvel games transformer games tony hawk games the entire catalog of all these franchises they have the publishing rights they just don't currently hold the licensing rights that's something xbox go to marvel go to hasbro whoever owns transformers renew these licenses get these freaking games on game pass you are crazy if you don't do that Alright, next up we gotta talk about questions for the show. Looks like only one person wrote in this week, but he has three different topics for us, so let's go ahead and talk about it. This first thing and comes we from... We already talked about one, the first. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. Talked so about we'll it in there. that one. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we already talked about Walmart. Ending um, physical releases and whatnot. We go yeah. to Walmart. We go to so... Wally, 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 Wally. Wally, Wally, world. And, right. and Brett just answered the second part of that as well. Dormant franchises <laughs> <laughs> from Microsoft. Oh yeah, uh, that's Activision. Funny. Yeah, I did. there we go. Well, I just, there you I just, go. So the next, so number two, actually, there's kind of four questions in there. Number two question from Joe. That's who wrote in. I believe that's Vagabond from TikTok. Do you do you remember him, Mary? I do. Yeah. Um. He's in our Discord, which is awesome. Now we don't have to talk via TikTok. Every time he messages me, we can just talk <laughs> on Discord. <laughs> Um, rumors of Disney possibly being interested in acquiring a game company like EA. Now, so, I looked into this a little bit, and it seemed like it came from like a bag of nothing. John, did you ever look into this? Uh, no, I didn't read into it in depth. Like the things I glanced at seemed like a lot of like non committal, like, wouldn't yeah. it be nice? Or let's think yeah. about maybe. Yeah, That's nothing the serious. Stuff I feel like I've seen is just kind of Disney being like, Hey, what if we did this? Like, I'm sure those you know, conversations are happening all the time. Too. Yeah, it's right. like just like a bunch of what ifs being kind of thrown at every now and then, like testing the waters. Like, yeah. do, so we talk about what if. Okay, well, so what if we're kind of actually serious, trying to see like if they can keep it going. Um, yeah. Depending on like which party they're talking to, Nintendo. Will, I think they've probably tried to buy Nintendo, but <laughs> Nintendo will never. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I just I don't, don't want I really don't want Activision only studios on Disney properties because we saw how that went with Star Wars they put out like two games in the span of eight years or something like it was insane <laughs> yeah it's probably like, the frustration yeah it's like mean, even uh, even like you know that they gave these or gave you know these companies licensed out these these IPs and did jack diddley with them for a long time i mean even ea was pretty stagnant in in what they were developing and doing until you know the jedi games came out and that was like something that respawn handled in a completely different direction than most of the other games like battlefront but i i always like had a weird um 
like interest in in just how polished a lot of the Disney Game Studios games were back in the day. They were all, always visually polished, all of them. I can't think of one off the top of my head that I was like, this looks like doo-doo. So I'm interested to see if, you know, they're, they just stop being silly and like, what if we bought a game studio? <laughs> I'm feeling silly yeah. today. What if we, no, I'm just kidding. What if, seriously, what they're if flirting we with the idea. <laughs> You're feeling cute, might buy a studio. You're feeling cute, might buy a studio. Might delete later. That's uh, That goes to um, EA buying everything and then shutting it down. Yeah. Hey, so uh yeah i don't think it's anything significant though i think that's just people talking but it would, it would be interesting for sure there's a lot of consolidation happening in the industry right now so i wouldn't be surprised if something like this happens like if apple buys like, ea or something yeah well the talk was what if apple buys disney but i don't yeah. think anyone actually wants to see that happen no <laughs> like even at like those companies yeah it's a very weird yeah. situation they're not really they're not like competitors or anything so they would only probably add to each other to be honest yes yeah, i i forget one of one of like the major entertainment outlets put out a long feature recently about uh what's his name bob uh not chapik he's the one who was fired the the bob who came back as Iger? ceo of disney yeah a long long feature about disney and Iger and all the things that went right and wrong and like one of the article's conclusions was that the way that Disney's currently structured, there's literally no one else that has the institutional knowledge like uh, across the industries that Iger does to run Disney. Like hmm. there's no succession program in place for that, which is bizarre because you'd think a company of Disney's scope like and scale, like you'd think they'd have cross-functional departments in the first place and they'd want to have some degree of cross-functional training for executives, especially in a company that diverse. And apparently it doesn't exist because that's why some people think it would be attractive to start, if not selling Disney, but then, or then to sell off sections of Disney to make it something mm. that a normal CEO can actually run. Because I guess right now the company's so massive and has so many different spokes. that it's like, that's why they brought Bob Iger, Iger back. Like there's just nobody else. Only you have. can do it, Bob. <laughs> we but need the thing you. Is, the thing is, that's his fault, too, because he picked Bob Chepik and then everything went wrong and they had a really bad relationship while Iger was still around on the board. And then he left and things got worse because relationships were never set up the way they were supposed to. And it's like it was a big mess that like Bob Iger was like the cause and solution to. And <laughs> he yeah. made his own problem and fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> and Don't that, mind if I do. That, there's also a Simpsons joke that uses that as the punchline but i can't <laughs> reference it because you won't understand mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> but yeah um we'll we'll see what happens if anything you never know what's going to happen in this crazy industry you, you know i'm surprised that there are people who play video games that aren't fascinated by the industry daily like i <laughs> am always interested in what's going on in this industry there are people who just play video games but they don't know who's developing anything <laughs> they don't know pub what what a publisher even means and i'm like how do you not care don't you care no, no they, they care those are the people in the comment button. section what you guys both spoke yeah. you can say greg oh i just said those are the people in the comment sections <laughs> yeah no matter what <laughs> oh, you yeah. said I said they want game to push a button. That's yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
V bucks. And then lastly, <laughs> Joe wrote in and said, "Go on a rant about Redfall being good and rant about the new Mario voice actor." You know what, guys? Let's get into what we're playing. I played <laughs> Redfall. <laughs> I started Redfall from the very beginning and played all the way through it completely solo. And it was actually pretty good. You know, there was a huge update. You finally got 60 frames on console. They didn't have to like completely destroy the resolution or graphical fidelity to get that 60 frames. That's what I thought they were going to do. I was going to be like, it's going to be a cheap 60 frames offer or, or a version. And it's, it's actually really good. The game looks great at 60 frames. And that's another thing. Graphically, this game actually looks really good, which is strange because I remember at launch specifically thinking this looks dated, ugly, and I hate it. But now <laughs> I actually like the way it looks like it has a nice art style. I don't know what they did. Maybe it's because they added like a contrast option. I always up the contrast pretty high, make those colors pop. And um, it just looks, it looked great the whole time I was playing through. I took a bunch of screenshots, posted them in group chats. People are like, that's Redfall. What? It looks that good. And I was like, yes, this is Redfall. It actually looks pretty good. Now. It actually looks like a first party game and not like some cheap third party knockoff. But the game itself is... Yeah obviously supposed to be co-op because i played on the easiest difficulty and i was getting my ass destroyed constantly because it is not it's just not like a single you're not supposed to play a single player so like the the difficulty was crazy um but that's not the worst part i don't mind dying and restarting it's dying and taking me back to the last safe house i was at and then i have to run across the map to get back where i was and the strange part is that all the progress you made before you died is still there so, like, if you killed, like, half of an enemy, you run all the way across the map to continue to fight him, and his health is still halfway down. And I'm oh, like, man. what is, like, what? Um, did, did, did I mention that the game Kiss Psycho Circus is exactly like that? Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was a Dreamcast first-person shooter, and I have no idea why there is a Kiss, as in the band, first-person shooter. It's, it's like, magic. <laughs> they have, like, axes and, like, swords and stuff. And it's it on Dreamcast, that? yeah. And on the hardest difficulty, pick any difficulty. <laughs> hardest. You just difficulty. had to keep going over and over until they're dead. Finally, yeah, yeah. yeah so... Everything you killed stays dead. Yeah, so it was like that, which honestly was an upside because, like I said, the difficulty is pretty hard. So every time I died, I was pissed that I had to run across the map, but at least I knew that I did. Like I wasn't gonna lose the next time because, like, they yeah. were almost dead or whatever. Um, but what's weird is literally like three fourths of the game. Like, after I'm deep into the game, all of a sudden, every time I die, it's checkpointing me outside where I was fighting. I'm like, what happened to the what happened to the safe house thing? It just <laughs> all of a sudden, it starts working like how it should have before. And it's not taking me back to the safe house anymore. It's just, I'm, I'm like, uh, like 100 yards away from where I was. Like, it's not far at all. I'm like, why is it checkpointing now? Like, this, it was so strange. And I think it only did it in the second map because there's like two maps and like the last third of the game takes you to like a brand new map. Um, but the world of Redfall, I think, is really cool. Like it, it, it looks really visually pleasing. Story, didn't care about it at all, skipped everything. Because um, it had <laughs> terrible guys. acting, a terrible intro. I didn't, it, it just wasn't for me. But the vibes of the game is what I liked. I liked the, it has like literally Halloween hip hop a soundtrack it sounds like halloween <laughs> with some like beats to it like sort of like how spider-man does to like the rammy style uh a, a spider-man music it adds that that like a uh, hip-hop beat to it and in, in the spider-man ps4 um but yeah i think that's pretty much it um i think it's a good game you should definitely play with a friend 
because I can imagine if you're playing with a friend going through stabbing vampires in the heart and you're just making your way through the game constantly and not dying and getting going back to the, the safe house and running back to where you were. I imagine it'd be much better because if you down, like if you get down, your partner can come and uh, just like revive you and then you're, you're good. But I honestly think this is a game that a lot of people would like now. I don't think they would have liked it at launch, but people like Brett Larson who love like Far Cry, this is a game for him. Like it's, it's Far Cry, but Halloween vampire version. So there you go. <laughs> now I'll go, I'll go, I'll get back to me. I, I only did me first because of the, the write-in from Joe. So Mary still playing Baldur's Gate three. How's it going? I, I have three characters now. I have three separate files going. Oh my God. Oh, Just no. beat the game and move on. Alan okay, Wake no, is coming there's out a soon. Reason. No. Yeah. There's a lot of things coming out. And yet all I can think <laughs> about is Baldur's Gate three. Like I realized that people can see what I'm playing because I have my account, you know, linked on Discord. I literally was actually in front of my PC all weekend. Um, <laughs> no, so I have a stream file, which is kind of my main file. And I only play it when I stream and I haven't had the energy to stream. So I made an off stream character and I gave her a completely different build, completely different class. I'm actually enjoying playing that class more now. I make a terrible druid apparently um i've almost caught up to my stream file <laughs> so now that might Jeez. be my motivation to keep streaming <laughs> so i'm already almost to act two and then me and two other friends made a co-op file together where i'm a rogue so but my yeah. yeah if you if you do like a co-op run can you play without them and like move forward uh yeah but like their characters are like still in my game oh uh, so you like so, take control of them yeah so i could but i don't want to because i want them to play their characters um but yeah my off stream file and my stream file they're already very very different like i'm discovering things that like i missed other like i'm missing like perception checks which then lead to other conversations um so it's it's very interesting to see how different they are already <laughs> from each Do you think other. you're going to get confused at some point? Like, I already kind of <laughs> did <laughs> because I was trying to do deception checks with my fighter um, who is not skilled at that at all. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not as I, like, I shouldn't be doing this. I need to switch to a different character to do this because she's going to fail it. Whereas my druid does have a deception. Uh, like she is better at like deceptive thing, like actions and stuff. So I've already kind of done it. <laughs> nice. It's overwhelming. Is, is the game still like, are you still like really in love with it? Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm still romancing the exact same character in, in all of my files. <laughs> <laughs> you would think say, like, I would choose a different those? one. The like, romance. those like, are they like fleshed out or is it just like sex, sex, sex? Uh, both? Do you care about the sex or is it just sort of, you know? Astarian says really pretty things to me and I like it. <laughs> He's, <laughs> I, I love him. And I actually saw like, I think the Game Awards posted about like, who do you think is going to be like performance of the year, you know, this year? I think Astarian's voice actor, I think, uh, I think it's ne Neil Newborn. I I might have just botched that, but it's going to be a Baldur's Gate 3 character, I think. All of their voice acting is very, very good. The writing is incredible. Um, it's, yeah, it's so good. This is I, why my I, wife plays so much. 
Yeah, he always comes out with sweating. Falling in love. <laughs> no, like, it's, in love a, with it's borderline horse. embarrassing whenever, like, conversations happen on stream and I'm just sitting here like this, like, covering my face because I'm like, he, call, like, he called me darling. Darling, <laughs> like, when you rub it like that. <laughs> Shake your mouse again. But... Shake what your mama gave you, please. But yeah, it's it's a very good game. Clearly, I have three separate play. I'm normally finish a play file before I start a new one. No, I have three. Like, how long do you spend outside of combat at like just talking to characters? Is that is that like a huge portion of the game or? Uh, yeah, like it benefits to like talk to people if like you overhear a conversation, you can kind of butt in and be like, so like, what are you talking about? And like, there's like this guy because a kid stole like a locket from him and you can he's like about to hit the kid and you're like you can either stop him from hitting the kid or you can let him hit the kid and you know <laughs> whatever can happens you help him hit the kid? can you help <laughs> yeah. him hit the kid we'll beat him together <laughs> i think that is an option i don't think you can hit but i think you can kind of like encourage it like you know i don't um, have it some characters some of your companions will like that action some won't i found <laughs> Okay, this is gonna be really never mind. Yeah, I, yeah. I tell... No, I it's... can go on. I discovered like a buff that I don't know if it goes away, but how you get it is very questionable. What do you do? Oh, so you find this guy in the goblin camp and he's like he worships like the goddess of pain. And so you're just kind of like, okay. And he's like, you know, like basically you have to let him beat you while your companions watch, but you have to like while they watch. Yeah, and Astarian is kind of into it. I'm like, okay, you weirdo. Loves you. Yeah, and Shadowheart was kind of Hit like, you could use... no, that was Shadowheart. Shadowheart's like, you could probably use some penance. Like, you should do this. So they're weirdos, but you have to react correctly by like screaming in agony because your screams are like you accept like your worship. And if you go through is with it, like you a, let him beat have, you like, almost sexual undertones. <laughs> Probably. But basically, <laughs> if you let this guy beat you, you get this buff that it's like if you're you get better checks or better advantage if you're like 30% health or lower. Hmm. And it hasn't gone away. I think it's a permanent part of my fighter now, which <laughs> she's kind of tanky, so it kind of works. But I'm like, I don't know how I feel after letting this weird guy hit me Weird with a mace while my hands watched <laughs> so, that's yeah. funny hmm. my Baldur's gate 3 update for the week also yeah, i'm gonna I'm be at twitchcon so i'm not gonna get to play at all this weekend so are you uh so you're like flying somewhere yeah going to vegas for twitchcon oh, so yeah, you're gonna be vegas. gone next episode no i'll be back sunday night it's just oh, an hour sweet. so oh Maybe okay nice yeah, it's an hour flight. It's a cheap flight. I, I would drive, but the traffic sucks. <laughs> you say I would do that, but I don't want to. If I you've would... done it once, it's enough. It's the worst. I've done it when the traffic wasn't even that bad and I hated it. So I don't want to drive back on Sunday when everybody is driving back from Vegas. <laughs> yeah, so. It's wild. You're just bombing through the desert. Like no matter what time you go, you're still cutting through the middle of the desert to get yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm flying. Uh, I'll be around 
hanging out. So nice. Will, tell us all about it in the Discord for Press X. Oh. I will. John, you're still playing Wild Arms. How's that going? I I hardly play anything these days. Like, I I literally play, like, last week, I think I played once for maybe maybe two hours, probably. What are you doing all day? Writing K-pop articles? (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to further further my ambitions in life. Yeah, yeah, it takes an annoying amount of hours to do that, apparently. So, uh, but, you know, hopefully Walmart will be quick about mailing me Mario and Spider-Man, and I'll have more to talk about next week. Yeah. Are you, are you going to play both, like, at the same time, or are you going to beat one and then start the other? Uh, I imagine I'll dabble in both. I definitely will, too. Yeah. Mario Wonder is going to be a good bedtime game on the on the, the, the OLED yeah, Switch. Yeah, uh... It'll be, I mean, just in general, it'll be such a good game to play anytime, anywhere, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, definitely. I will All be right. losing well, sleep for it. Greg, have you dabbled some more in Starfield? I have. I didn't update my, my games played. I was taking a nap before this, oh. but uh, <laughs> still last week. Became a free star ranger. So, uh, now come on, Greg. Been... I told you, do the Vanguard first. <laughs> then do the free star ranger then do the crimson fleet you can but skip I did, region i did uh encounter my first glitch that i was pretty frustrated with uh, i can't go into from first person to third person mode anymore uh, i even tried reloading my save file it flips my entire screen sideways and it looks like i'm flying through the air and will not readjust so uh, i think i'm stuck in first person which i don't mind all that much i just kind of like looking at the world while i'm playing in third person mode and like what what i look like in space and stuff but a little frustrating switch to series s and then i'm playing on my series s okay then that's really weird i I figured this was a pc bug because there's no such thing as bugs on console (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) but uh (laughs) that's weird though that i've never heard someone have that bug before yeah, it was really weird. And, and like I and the the whole time I was playing to him like, "Oh, I I'm surprised that I haven't encountered any bugs quite yet." And sure enough about like an hour later was when it happened. Um, but I I am enjoying it. I do I am getting more comfortable with like the weapons and what I'm carrying and and things like that. And and I like to pick it up a little bit at a time, you know, I'll play like an hour, do a mission, come back and I'm like, "Oh yeah." And I actually like remember where I was in the game and what i'm doing um i checked in on the pc version of it but it's still i'm hopeful that some nvidia dlss and drivers come out because it still runs runs okay but i have to turn a lot of things down and i'm surprised that it struggles that much and it, it looks like it's just you know some of the features that are missing from nvidia um not being the having all the the features that amd does like the fsr and and things like that um outside of that played uh sunset riders on the sega genesis which i was kind of disappointed because of how much different it is than the snes version yeah i didn't even know there was a genesis version yeah i bought it because (laughs) i I I forgot yeah i i bought it because it was really inexpensive and i was actually looking for the super nintendo version and I was like, oh, the Genesis one will suffice for now, but it's so much uglier. <laughs> and like not not the uh the voices and the sound effects that I remember, or even just like 
for for some reason i would play it and like start to play like for when i was a kid the super nintendo version i would play it and i tried not to die and then i would like try to get through the whole level without dying and i'd hit reset go back and so like i re- remembered where everything was and if i got hit i'd go back and i did that over and over again and the same thing with like a uh, turtles in time and I was like trying to like even just do that a little bit with the Genesis version, but everything seems so out of place. And I'm just like, this isn't not like, I re- this isn't like I remember. And I, I mean, it, it's good to just plug in and play for a little while. And I did, and I'm still in the apex legends grind and, and doing all that sort of stuff. And finally it's crazy. Like uh, just like this season has been so tough. Like I know it's a games as a service game. And, you know, like I said before, I like playing to get better, but I have like almost triple the amount of wins in the battle Royale mode. I have almost like triple the amount of kills this season, top 10 finishes. And I'm like a way lower rank than I've ever been in my entire time playing apex. And I don't know, it's really lopsided this season. And for anybody else out there that's been struggling with it, it's just been, I don't know. It's like the, the emphasis isn't on winning and I'm like, it should be the, the payout for, you know, your ladder points in the game should be because you won the battle Royale, but it's not that way anymore. And it just has made it kind of unfun. Yeah. And it's like a lot of people have dropped off and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, barely in silver right now. I'm like barely breaking into gold and in previous seasons i was already gold and beyond like way way earlier in the season and there's still two weeks left but i just i don't know i'm just kind of frustrated at this point but there's a lot of reworks coming there's a perk system coming there's you know different levels to guns coming new maps and post malone is coming for some reason he's having an event that was teased today so i'm looking forward to that whatever that is yeah well that's cool hopefully uh hopefully things or like get better for that game because that's really weird that you you don't rank higher when you win. As for yeah. me, since Brett Larson is gone, I already talked about Redfall. It's it's pretty good. It's like a seven out of ten now. I think maybe a six point five. It's it's fun, especially if you have a, like a friend, and it's good for Halloween. But aside from that, I started Forza Motorsport that just came out this week on a Game Pass, and you know it's Forza Motorsport. It's way more of like uh, Forza Motorsport 7 than I expected like in terms of graphics it can look really good but it's not this huge leap forward that I was sort of expecting after 7 like if you put 7 and 8 right next to each other I'm just going to call it 8 they really don't look that different and like one of them has like, has like real time lighting and all this stuff and then the other one's all like baked in lighting but as I always say all because something's real time doesn't mean it's going to look better like I don't understand this obsession with like real time lighting and like and like ray tracing and stuff if it doesn't look better it doesn't look better and and in this case i think eight for the most part does look better but there are some like times in seven where i'm like wow that that actually looks better than the brand new game that's like eight years newer um but i'm still pretty early in it so i haven't gotten to like really drive the really fast car so i'm gonna like wait and talk about that one until next week because i'm still pretty early still doing some like very slow races in terms of forza but i will i will will say though i'm like i wish there were more 
maps that were out in like cities and stuff because Forza Motorsport 7 had like the normal like tracks that you look that they're mostly all like real life tracks and then those are cool but my favorite uh like uh, races were the ones that took place in like cities and stuff and you were like driving through and like you could see like the beautiful environments and all that stuff this game's like a lot of the tracks so far have been just basic gray street um outside green grass and like that's literally it and it's it's not that fun to drive in and for me personally when it comes to driving games the visuals are a big part like that's how i get um like immersed in them but aside from that i also played through resident evil 4 separate ways this was a dlc that came out not too long ago it was only ten dollars which i'm still surprised about because resident evil 4 was only sixty dollars you would think that they would just you know charge a bit more because this is like a meaty expansion i could not believe it was only 10 bucks and it's really mm. good it's it's very good um the story is told a lot different than the original separate ways like pretty much every single thing about it is different it, it takes you through similar environments like because it takes you through the base game like environments there are some new environments i feel like there are fewer new environments in this separate ways compared to the original separate ways where it, it took you to more like places that weren't in the like the base game so this um, separate ways goes a separate way yes it does uh-huh. definitely. Mm-hmm, it does <laughs> but uh and i never noticed actually no I, I i think it was in the base game in the dialogue they literally say this is where we go our separate ways and like ah, i see what you did there <laughs> leon says that to ada um so see, yeah it, resident evil 4 is a game that can do that yeah, and it works. It's yeah. okay. But uh, it was really good. I highly recommend it. Capcom's killing it with Resident Evil. They're killing it with the DLCs. I like Earlier this year, I think, I played through the Winter's expansion for Resident Evil 8, um, the third-person DLC, and that was super good, like way better than I expected. And it was, it was even like psychological horror, which I don't typically like. I like when things are real. They're, they're more scary to me when they're real, but that game was still like really good, and it was, it was mostly all psychological stuff. In separate ways, it's just more Resident Evil 4 Remake. And I thought I loved Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's only 10 bucks, so, so you can get Resident Evil 4 and the expansion for the price of a full-price game, basically, $70. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, when I was in Florida for vacation, I started Super Mario Galaxy. Didn't expect to... Yeah, didn't expect to keep playing it, though. I'm literally, like... I So you need, like, 60 stars, I think, to beat the game. I'm at 45 right now, so I'm pretty deep. I got 15 more stars to go, and this game is a freaking masterpiece. I can't believe <laughs> that, like, I kind of forgot that Mario Galaxy is one of the best games ever. Like, it truly is a masterpiece. There are some weird quirks with it being originally a Wii game. So, like, on, on portable mode, it's actually pretty cool because you use the touchscreen. Instead of when you're playing on the TV, you press R to bring up the little pointer thing and then you use gyro to like point at, at things but um it works really good as a touchscreen game because you're actually using the touchscreen to like sometimes direct mario around with like wind and stuff because of how the old pointer controls used to be um so it feels like really cool in that way but still this game master level design master platforming music oh man the, the art style i can't believe how good this art style has aged like, show me another game in 2006 that looks this good. It, it's rare. Like, honestly, the, like, rare, the developer. is probably the only developer that has done it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, Bowser's design always stood out to me in that game. The skills. Yeah, like, and... 
his yeah, hair. Yeah, it's like the skin. There's there's like weird textures that they use that look really good still in HD, which is not usual for a Wii game. Like it actually has aged beautifully. In some cases, it looks like a modern Mario game, like where you're flying into like a new area and there's stars everywhere and there's there's, there's like lots of particle effects and stuff. I'm like, dang, this game looks good. So yeah, shout out to Mario Galaxy. Um, I still have to beat Mario Galaxy 2. And after I do this, because I've like started it several times and then I end up losing my save or my Wii breaks and all that stuff. But after I beat this, I'm downloading Mario Galaxy 2 on my new laptop because it's still in my old one. And I'm starting from scratch and I'm finally going to beat Mario Galaxy 2 because this is so good. Like, I love Mario Galaxy. It's, it's, and I will say it's better than Mario Odyssey. I'm just going to say it. Mario Galaxy is better than Odyssey. Is that controversial? I'm not, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. For me, Galaxy was like an 8.5, maybe. What? <laughs> what is Odyssey I, for you? A 10. What? <laughs> I mean, they're both 10s to me, but I think Galaxy has the edge. When Galaxy first came out on the Wii, for some reason, like a lot of Wii games, like just couldn't keep my attention. Like, I don't, I don't even know what it was that I never got very far in it. But when I finally played it again on Switch, like I finally appreciated it for what it was. And like, I even, I thought I 100%ed it, but then it unlocked a whole other thing. <laughs> so maybe I 50%ed it. But I got all, I got all the stars with Mario. So yeah. I did, I did all, I did all that. And I, I thought it was a very satisfying good game. I, I just didn't fall in love with it necessarily. Mary, did you like Galaxy? I've never played it. Get out of this podcast. I was scared of that. I knew it. I could, I could see it on your face. It. I could feel I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was I could see it on her face. All right. Did you did you did you buy the Mario collection on the Switch? 3D yeah. You have to play this game. Like you have to. Like I'm Eventually. telling you, you have to play it next actually, year. Actually, it is on my list of backlog games that I'm gonna attempt to play through for next year. So there we go. there's a chance it'll happen. If these new games ever stop coming out, it's kind of hard to get back <laughs> to these older games. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. It's super good. And that's pretty much it for this episode of Press X. Thanks a lot. If you made it this far, please join our Discord. If you want to be a part of the show, leave your questions, comments, concerns in that channel on the Discord. And just talk to us because like we'll be in that chat talking all the time, like just about yeah. random things. Send Brett all the pictures of your shoes for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No reason, no reason at all. Just just send them, all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks a lot for hanging out. And Mary, where can people find you? Uh, on social media at Mary wants a cookie on most places. Occasionally, it's Mary want a cookie because of character limits, but that's uh, so like annoying. Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, Twitch, TikTok. I'm on all of them. Damn, she's on everything. Uh, Greg, where can people where can people find you? Uh, I dropped my social link in the Discord that has all my links to it, but uh, most places, Instagram, TikTok. I don't really use Twitter all that much anymore. Um, YouTube. And a few other places. I have a Facebook page that I don't use very much, but Twitch as well, uh, at dynamite underscore giraffe, or I don't think I have TTV underscore dynamite underscore giraffe, but in most places, just dynamite underscore giraffe. Nice. John, what about you? 
Uh, if you Kpopanswers.com. Yeah, there's that as well. So um, I'm my name on Twitter, John Frisha. I do actually run a secret K-pop website for a long time, and I just kind of casually started mentioning it to the public for no reason whatsoever. I just arbitrarily decided, oh, I'll let people know it exists. Kpopanswers.com. 99% of it is me. Until like yesterday, my web my name wasn't even on the website. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, there was an update I made yesterday. Apparently it's better SEO to actually let people know that you're a human being. So I finally did that. Oh, I've, sacri okay. I've sacrificed my anonymity for you bunch of freaks that listen to K-pop. <laughs> the king of K-pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that's out there. And I am making the game Boss Saga at boss-saga.com. But we were making it with Unity. We've been doing it in Unity for years. There was a huge debacle oh, with Unity. We've lost all our faith in Unity. Uh, uh, I guess we'll make this the big announcement on the podcast, even though I haven't... Again, I just casually mentioned things with no strategy or rhyme or reason. But uh, long story short... Game. Yeah, baby. Long story short, we're going to actually switch Boss Saga to a different engine. If, if you're thinking to yourself, hey, is that a lot of work? Yeah, it is a lot of work. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so long long story short uh we are briefly putting boss saga on pause to make a much smaller game that i've had in mind for at least a year basically so that my brother who's the actual coder can learn how to do the new engine in an environment with a more structure a smaller scope and hopefully if we get the game done quick and it actually is fun we can make some money off that to fund the rest of boss saga so Boss Saga is still 100% coming. It's just that we're now all of a sudden full throttle into something completely different. Well, still pretty RPG-ish, but not Boss Saga. And uh, I'll yammer on about that some other week. But uh, we're in good spirits and it's full steam ahead. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Thanks if you listened and made it this far once again. And we will talk to you guys next week. Until then, press X. What did you guys think of that little ending I did? Right there? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do my bye because I was like, that's cute. a very solid ending. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You yeah, could have still said cute. bye after that. No. <laughs> I like how you said it. You're like, what did you think of that? that <laughs> All right. Mm. Next, time, next time you do it, and then the rest of us will just rhythmically go, X, 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 yeah. X. <laughs> I'll echo mine. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> Sex, sex, all right, sex. all right, all right. I'll talk to you guys later. I got to pee, and the kids are screaming. Cool. All right, see yeah, we guys. heard them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See sorry. you guys. Bye. See you. bye bye. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, thanks Eric. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. <laughs>